0: Things done when you're in need and don't
1: know
0: where to go. Just
2: barely, barely. If I didn't know they were dogs, I wouldn't know. I got mine laying right here, too.
1: All right. So, welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. And today I have got George Hartman on with me. George is a credit repair expert, but also an expert just in all things credit. And since it is 2024, we're thinking, hey, new year, new credit. Let's talk some tips and tricks, things that you can do to improve your credit score. The higher that the credit score is, the better that the interest rate is, the more loan programs that it opens you up to, the more options that you have, lower down payments are an option. So credit is just one of those things that are just so important. So George, thank you so much for being here with me today. I know you've done this show before. Many of my listeners have heard you talk in the past, um, but I I really, I liked the idea. You came to me and you said, hey, you wanna do a credit show again? You know, it's the beginning of the year. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, we have been busier in the last 30 to 45 days than we were in all of 2023. So people are definitely revisiting the idea of purchasing homes, Uh, refinancing, trying to help, you know, get the credit paid off, get the debts paid off, pulling cash out of their home. And so now would be the best time for them if that is a goal in 2024, which it seems like that is another big spark again this year uh, to get that credit under control. So once again, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you being here. And I want to remind everybody that if you have questions for George, you want to talk about credit, please feel free to to put that question into the chat. I will read it out loud. Uh, George can't see it, but I can. So I'll read it out loud and then George can answer it for us. And um, when Manny has two minutes, he is going to try to fix it so that I can see those comments. Um, because right now I can only see George, but we're gonna get that fixed. So go ahead and just start throwing them into the feed and we will read them out loud and answer them. If you're here and you're enjoying the show, you're on with us live, give us a big hi, a thumbs up, let everybody know that you're here as well. So, George, like I said, thank you so much. I know I've been rambling, um, but I love that you brought this up for us today. So, let's talk a little bit about: Are there any changes to credit credit reports? Anything the credit bureaus have come out with? Anything that you've seen recently that uh, was not there before? Was not a rule before? Is there anything that we need to know updated?
2: You know, again, thank you for having me. I can't believe we've been working together for over a decade. It's been over over a decade. And yes, you know, coming here at at the beginning of the year, because it is such a big resolution for people, you know, to take control of their credit, to to, uh, be educated about credit, to learn everything that there is to be in control of your own credit. And that's been really the focus for me over the last, you know, especially rolling into this year is I have clients now that are coming to me that have no negative credit but they don't understand their credit and they are paying me just for the education yeah because nobody's teaching it nobody's teaching their kids and they're able to take that information and teach it to their kids. But as far as anything really new for this year, nothing nothing that's really on the top of the agenda, you know s- s- since the medical, Uh, thing came out, you know, removing some of those smaller medical collections and things like that. But everything's pretty status quo as far as, you know, the process of going through fixing up your credit and mastering your credit.
1: That's awesome. So I do want to say that I can see that Joe uh, Vera has jumped on. He says, woohoo, love this show. So Joe, thank you so much for joining and being a part of it. I've seen you on here before. So those return uh, watchers and listeners, uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, For whatever reason, because we're doing this more of a Zoom, I'm not able to see the chat that would be coming in also from Facebook. So if you are watching me on Facebook and I am ignoring you today, I'm not doing it on purpose. I can only see the chat that's coming through from YouTube. So I do apologize for those Facebook watchers. But uh, Joe, thank you so much for jumping on and saying hi. Uh, Carrie did jump on as well and says, hi, Debbie. Hi, George. So that's our Carrie from the team. Love Carrie. And then Michael Manriquez jumps on and says hello. So Michael, so great to see you too. I know you jump on the show quite often to watch and really do appreciate that support. Um, So again, if you guys are out there, you're watching, this is interactive. George is going to give us answers to any questions that you might have whatsoever about credit, which I absolutely love. And remember that it is 2024. We are rounding out the very first month. I cannot believe that we are almost at the end of January already. Um, But this is the beginning of the year. And there's a lot of people that have a goal to refinance their home or purchase a new home, Uh, maybe sell their home and buy new moving up or moving down. Things have been put on hold for, you know, most of 22 and 23 so now we're in 24 interest rates are coming down that window of opportunity is opening which is fabulous and so there are a lot of people that are about ready to start getting that that piece going and Again, the higher that the credit score, the better the interest rate, the more loan programs available, the lower down payment options available. So all of that is really important. So I love that you're here. So nothing new as far as actual rules, um, you know, from the credit bureaus. No, n- you know, no major changes. If you don't make a payment, it's gonna show up on your credit report. <laughs> if, <laughs> if if your collection account is over. So let's go over that for a second. I think it's good that you actually brought that up. We haven't talked about it in a minute so with medical collections what is the number that the collection dollar amount has to be over before it would actually hit the credit report
2: it's five hundred dollars now so anything five hundred dollars and less will not go on the credit report as a collection and if it is there we can typically get that i hate to say easily removed uh, because you typically nothing's easily removed but um, Typically, those are coming off now, but if it's over 500 on the medical and then, you know, to touch on your the late payments, you know, a late payment is there's only really a couple of things people need to know once they have their credit mastered. And one of the key components to building a long term, super high credit score, like to get back into the 800s, is a history of on time payments. Now, what I mean by on time payments is even up to. You know, 29 days late, as long as you don't go 30 days late and that's not going to show up on your credit report, but you will pay the fee. So you don't want to get into that habit of making it late. However, those on-time payments, if you make a late payment, it could hurt you by, man, it could be 60 to hundred points. It's, it's, it's really insane the, the way that it works, because that will affect you for 24 months. It takes a full 24 months to recover from a 30-day late payment. And let me tell you, in the almost dozen years I've been doing this, it's one of the hardest reversals to get.
1: Yeah, the removal like, of a late payment.
2: You know, I my last late payment, believe it or not, was I was my first client. So anything that I'm taking all of our clients through over all these years is the same path that I walked myself. And after I had my credit back up into 7.30, I think it was, I got a late payment from a fee on one of my credit cards. So That's the monthly fee, I forgot to make the little $6 fee to keep the credit card open. And I got a 30 day late from that. And so I got a 30 day late from something I didn't even purchase or a balance I didn't carry. And it it took me like 17 months to get it removed. It would have been out of my system in 24 months, but it took me 17 months to get that removed from a little tiny $6 fee. So it's really, really important.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of the most important things you could possibly do is continue to make those payments and make them on time. Um, I can see that Annette jumps on. Annette, thank you so much for joining the show. And she says, is getting a personal loan to pay off credit card debts, will that affect me getting a home loan within the next six months? So this is actually kind of, I think a good two-part question. I'm gonna answer her question, then I'm gonna let you talk about the debt consolidation loan and how that's gonna change your credit score. Um, But it will actually not change you getting a home loan within the next six months. What we have to take into account is what the monthly payment is on the new personal loan. That is going to go into you qualifying your debt to income ratio. However, if you have credit cards right now that you're consolidating into that loan, most of the time, the minimum monthly payments that you're already making on those credit cards are going to be about the same as what that personal loan payment will be. So it's probably not going to make or break a whole big difference, but definitely something that when I tell you guys that if you're thinking about buying something this year in 2024, I was actually saying last year in 2023 that it was a good time to start reaching out and getting that consultation with my team started right away. The reason for that is that we're going to go through things with you, not necessarily start your pre-approval or not necessarily, um, you know, start pulling credit or gathering documents, but just that initial consultation is going to be a phone conversation of what is your income? How much are those minimum monthly payments on those credit cards? Okay, you're thinking about getting that personal loan. How much is that monthly payment? Do you believe that that's going to be, uh, you know, on a monthly basis to pay those credit cards off? And we're gonna do those numbers by hand to determine if the debt to income ratio would be better with or without that personal loan. But now I'm gonna let George jump in and talk about what that personal loan is gonna actually do to, to your credit report because, I personally, I like the idea, but George, you, you jump in.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it it depends, you know, I'm not a huge fan of debt consolidation uh, as a, as a practice and I don't believe it does somebody the best good because the the cards end up being charged off anyway. And it's something that people can do on their own if they're going to choose that direction. And I can, i can definitely guide them in that direction so
1: you're but you're talking about like the the debt consolidation like those debt relief programs or you're talking no so that's not what she's talking about she's talking about taking a personal loan to pay all the credit cards off so good credit keeping good credit having a monthly payment credit cards at zero balances
2: correct yeah so so sorry to get sidetracked on that that point i just wanted to make the point about those those type things now a personal loan Typically, what's going to end up happening because of the length of the loan, the payment's going to end up being less overall than all of your different monthly payments that you were making before. So, you you will have a loan that will report to your credit report. The payment on that, again, as you mentioned, will go into the DTI. So, as long as that's not affecting their qualification, then I believe that they're going to pay a whole lot less interest going with a personal loan and keeping those credit cards paid off also because credit cards and the management of credit card balances and revolving debt equals 30 to 35 percent of your credit score, now all that balance that was on those credit cards comes off of there and the credit scores are typically you might see a little drop because of the inquiry in the new account, but typically because of the lower balance on the credit cards or the credit cards being paid off, which is my, my that's the sweet spot right you save the most amount of money and you you maximize your credit scores when your credit cards are at zero balance so it's definitely a positive thing if you can get the right the right personal loan
1: Yes. So what we typically see is when somebody does take a personal loan to pay off those credit card debts, we see their credit score actually jump quite significantly. The same thing that we see if somebody takes a home equity line of credit to pay off debts, or even a home equity loan to pay off debts, we'll usually see their credit scores spike. Now, like George said, you're going to see that initial dip. What I typically see is that you've had your credit report pulled to get approved for the loan, but the 30 days that it takes, the trailing part of getting the credit cards paid off and then those reflecting on the credit report, you might see a small dip in your credit re- credit score for maybe about 30 days or so, but then we actually see those credit scores spike. So um, what I did like that George said, which was um, I think that I need to drive this point home to my listeners is it is not a good habit to get in, in taking a personal loan to pay the credit card debts off. So if you are taking a personal loan, paying off those credit card debts, and then gonna go back and respend and <laughs> use all those credit cards again, and just bring them right back up to where they were before, Um, maybe you just need to try to manage the ones you've got and try to work really hard to get them paid down because it's just a vicious cycle. You're just going to owe more and more and more money and have this loan that's outstanding and then those credit cards, all of a sudden you owe them again. And then now you got to try to figure out how to get those credit cards paid off again, but you already still have this personal loan that's outstanding. So we want to make sure that you're doing this as a way to get out of debt and that you're really super focused on all of my extra money is gonna to go towards this loan to pay this off. I am putting my credit cards in the drawer. I have one that I use when I go out because I don't want somebody to be able to steal my my debit card number at the gas station, you know, or wherever, grocery store. You, you know, I've, I've noticed every time I use a debit card, anywhere, gas station, grocery store Target is when all of a sudden it seems like somebody's stolen my debit card number. Um, So I use a credit card for safety reasons, but it's my credit card that I can pay off at the end of every month and all of the rest of my credit cards are put away and they're sitting there and I'm not using them. That needs to be the mindset and the focus when you take that personal loan to pay those debts off or else it's just that vicious cycle. So George, thank you for bringing that up. I think that's a really important piece for people to hear.
2: Yeah, you know, credit cards are one of those things, you know, Debbie, that I, I have to trick myself. I mean, literally, I've gotten to the point because it is a vicious cycle and it's so hard to get out of that. One of the things that I found over all these years and working with all these clients and especially even myself is I it's an addiction now for me to have my credit cards at zero balance. I just I love it. But I've gotten disciplined in the point where when I start using a credit card if it gets to a $500 balance no matter where i'm at within my cycle or where i'm at with anything i send the payment because $500 is something i'm used to you know it's it's been my car payment it's been you know my rv payment it's been a rent payment in the past it's something i can deal with when i get when that balance gets to 800 i get a little squeamish like oh my god $800 i, I got to get on top of this and then unfortunately here's what happens With most of us, if it hits $1,000, the next thing you know, guys, Friday night comes, you had a rough week and you and the wife are going out to dinner on the card. You know, money's a little tight this week, so we're going to use it to to go to the grocery store and we're going to pay it next week. And we get into all these justifications. And then the next thing you know, you turn around and you got five grand on a credit card. Easy. easy. It's so difficult to get out of that. so it does it does become a discipline and it's something that i coach people on and and it's it's just been a a phenomenal thing to watch people become free of their credit card debt
1: absolutely no i love that so um what i do want to do because i don't want to run out of time uh this show obviously people that are watching right now during the we're doing this live you guys are seeing us do it you see me looking down at my phone because i'm trying to um, look at the comments that are coming in i'm yelling at manny i'm you know, putting my arm up in the air because I can hear the the dog is crying. So I'm like, go put him away, put him inside, so you guys can't hear the dog. Um, so this is real time. But for my my listeners that are on Saturday morning on Go Country 105, I want to make sure that we get through. Um, the five bullet points that you provided to me because I said before we started the show, you know what, I really want to structure this out. I want to make sure we're giving my listeners five really good bullet points um, for things to keep in mind, things to do to make sure that they are keeping their credit score as high as possible. So we are going to take a super quick break Uh, run about a minute long commercial. That's going to be me talking about equity lines or something. And then when we come back, we're going to jump into these five bullet points and then we'll keep talking. I can see that and before we do that, Annette says life happens and she was referring to what you were talking about and you are right, Annette, it does. Um, Mm. Heidi jumped on and says, hello all. Um, Living my life in reverse says, hello all. I love that name. Um, And then Michael says, soft credit checks, question mark. What are those all about? What are they looking for and do really have an impact on your credit score so great question Michael because you see that a lot people um, looking for you know a new credit card or a personal loan and it'll say you know uh, check what you're eligible for without any you know uh, ding to your credit and it's just a soft credit pull so before we take that commercial break George explain explain that you want me to read it one more time
2: No, no, definitely. You know, it's one of the things that we're going to touch on again after the break, which is inquiries, because it's one of the five you know, sections of your credit report that affect your credit. And so there's hard and soft inquiries. The hard inquiries are the ones that are going to affect your credit score with a few points each time you have it run. And they do watch. And the the less you can have that hard pull, the better your credit's going to be over time. And a soft pull is like your online companies, you know, like Experian.com or Credit Karma, or where you, the consumer are checking your scores or you're getting your insurance through one of the credit protection ones. Now I say the easiest way to determine a hard pull or a soft pull, or when you should question it is if you are going to receive something tangible by them running your credit, typically it's going to be a hard pull.
1: Yes. I agree with that. Now, they will say uh, soft inquiry in order to find out what you're qualified for. So when you do see that, that is a, what they're doing basically is kind of like a pre-qualification. Um, they're gonna get a, a quick score from the credit bureau that would not be a hard inquiry. And then they're gonna determine based on that credit score, what are, you know, what are they gonna offer to you? That doesn't always mean you're gonna get that offer. And they are still, if you decide to move forward with the lending that they're offering, They are still going to end up doing a hard inquiry prior. To giving you the approval for that loan or for that product or for whatever that is that you're applying for, um, but if it does say soft inquiry, it is not going to change your credit score. It will not show up on the credit report when other lenders run it. It won't be there as one of the people that pulled it. Now you might see it if you have like Experian that's monitoring your credit report. It might actually come up that somebody did a soft inquiry, but it will actually be specific of what it was. Uh, you will know if it is a hard inquiry but even if it's offering you the soft if you move forward with what they're giving you in an offer you are still going to end up with that hard inquiry they have to do it so all right I love that George thank you so much so let's all uh, don't go anywhere 60 seconds and when we get back we're gonna get into our bullet points of what you guys need to know so stay tuned we'll be right back okay so what is the difference between a home equity loan and a home equity line? So we're gonna talk about this on this quick value series today. So home equity loan, twenty-two. To make it very simple, is a principal and interest payment that is based on a term. So it's very similar to your mortgage payment, very similar to a car payment or a personal loan. They're gonna take the whole balance and they're going to amortize it over whatever <laughs> term you choose. And that is the monthly payment that you are going to make with a fixed interest rate. I love this option for somebody that um, does not have the cash to pay back in big chunks and pay things off quickly and fast. So if you're in debt and you're paying debt off, your debt consolidating with your home equity loan, it's a great option for you now what's a home equity line of credit A home equity line of credit is basically like a credit card it is simply that it is a line of credit that you can choose to borrow you're going to make an interest only monthly payment so the payment that you make will not pay the debt off and it is open for a certain period of time typically 10 years before you have to get it paid off in full and the monthly payment, the rate is adjustable. So if you are somebody that likes to flip homes and you're looking for cash to be able to buy that house that's in shambles, that can't get financing, well, you might be a great person for a home equity line. You can use the equity in your home to purchase the house cash, do all of the renovations, sell the property to do that quick flip, pay that line of credit back off. But if you have a balance on that line and it's for a long period of time and that interest rate continues to go up, you're not making a payment that's paying it off. You're literally just on the same treadmill as your credit card. So is it good for debt consolidation? I don't personally think so, but that's the difference between an equity loan and an equity line. You want to know more? Maybe you need one. Maybe you need one of those items. Give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844 We Lend For You. W E L E N D, and the number four. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and you're yelling at where Why are you wagging at me? The whole thing just disappeared. Hold on. <laughs> you guys can tell we are live right now, and we are trying to figure out what we're doing. So give us a minute. There we go. Let's see if that works all right he's getting there man he's getting us there so welcome to mortgage mom radio i'm debbie Marcu. i am the mortgage mom this is actually a new um program that we are using usually i use zoom but zoom cuts us off early at 30 minutes and so we're trying this one to see if it was better sound and more clear picture and um everything about it but we're having a little bit of little bit of computer problems today. So bear with us. Uh, apparently, even during the commercials and the opening, usually that's all muted out so I can talk all I want. And I guess you guys were able to hear me. So that's even funnier. Um, absolutely love it. But we are, <laughs> we are here. We are with George Hartman. And I don't want to go anywhere until we get through the five points that I want you guys to hear. So five very important tips, tricks, and information that you need all about getting your credit score as high as possible so this is all coming directly from George I had him write it all down so that I could print it and look like the expert so I am going to read it to you guys and then I'm gonna let George elaborate a little bit but I want to make sure I get these out to everybody that will hear the show even my Saturday 30-minute listeners Um, so here we go so number one most important thing on time payments One-time payments are, or on-time, sorry, on-time payments are crucial to building a strong credit profile. 30-day late payments hurt your credit score by 60 to 80 points. They take a full 24 months to recover the full credit score they are also exceedingly difficult removals never make a payment past 30 days from the due date so we did talk about this a little bit earlier in the show but i'm gonna let you elaborate on that george um so one more time give it to them so they understand how important that it is
2: yeah you know to build up to the 750 800 and the long term the history of what they're looking for is on-time payments not past 30 days late You know, if you need to make it late here and there and you pay the fee, that's okay. But if it goes past 30 days, it's a tough removal. It's a 24-month recovery time and even longer than that for them to really see those super high credit scores. So, you know, put them on auto pay as much as you can and just don't miss those payments.
1: All right, I love it. Um, I also want to say that because we're talking removals, that is what George does. George is a credit repair uh, company he owns a credit repair company, so we are going to talk about George at the end. Uh, in case you are interested in taking on, you know, his services, he is definitely here to provide a service to help you. There are some people that you know, they there don't know how to get started. They don't know how to clean up their credit themselves, and they really need that help. And so uh, we're going to talk about how you get in touch with George and how he helps you to get some things cleaned up on that credit report. Um, all right. So number two. Revolving accounts and balances. Credit card balances equate to 35% of your credit scores. Any balance over 20% of the limit starts to lower the scores. Having three to five open credit lines is ideal. If you don't have enough accounts or a credit card, see tip below. So I just want you to reiterate how important it is um, to have those credit scores, uh, those balances low to the credit lines and how many accounts and why don't you give us the tip?
2: Yeah, I tell you what, three to five accounts, under 20% of the limits. As soon as it goes over 20%, you're gonna see your scores start to plummet. Be very careful of small limit credit cards you know especially as you're rebuilding your credit and only getting a 3 or 500 dollar card you could go to Costco and max it out with one shopping spree so you've got to be very very careful with those and my tip to get 3 to 5 right how do i get credit, credit is an authorized user account is always one of the best strategies to help somebody to to build their credit and that's just like a husband adding his wife to a card or, you know, I did it with a friend of mine when I was rebuilding mine. He added me to two of his credit cards that he had for 10 years with zero balance with $10,000 limits. And that history landed on my account. So when that came into my credit, my credit scores went up almost 100 points. Yeah.
1: So the authorized
2: huge. user is a great one.
1: Yes, it is. We love authorized users. We actually talk about that quite often during those consults. When we're pulling somebody's credit report or we're talking to them about their credit scores and what can we do to try to get them maybe into the next uh, loan option or program available. and We talk about adding somebody as an authorized user. So if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of credit and you want to know a little bit more about that, please feel free to call the office. We're here to help. Um, All right. Number three. You ready? Inquiries hard inquiries versus soft inquiries. What's the difference? So we did just kind of go over that because that's what Michael had asked us about the soft inquiry. Um, But it says consumer credit reports like Experian.com, Credit Karma, and the site we use at georgehartman.com are considered soft credit pulls. If you are applying to acquire anything tangible that would normally be a hard credit pull, Hard credit pulls lower your credit scores. So what I do want you to talk about is we have a lot of people that get worried. They've talked to another lender and they already had their credit report pulled. And then they talk with their real estate agent. They're not really getting along with the lender that they started with or they're not getting the answers that they need. Their real estate agent saying, hey, you really need to call our girls over here. They call us up and they get really worried about having their credit report hold again um so why don't you talk a little bit about you know if you're shopping for a car loan you're shopping for a mortgage loan how many inquiries can you have how many should you have within four years if they're different credit types so i'm gonna let you jump into those inquiries here for a minute
2: yeah you know they're, they're really only they don't give give you a lot like three to five hard inquiries a year is what kind of where they're at now when you're shopping for something unfortunately none of us read the fine print right especially when it comes to an automobile you, know, you go in, you fill out the application, and unfortunately, by not reading that, it does say in there that they will shop you for the best interest rate. So typically, if you're an 800 credit score, you come in, you get the A-plus paper, they only run your credit once, and you qualify, and you get the best rate. But for those of us that have gone through life at a 680 or a 650 or, uh, oh, I've got a good enough credit score, they're going to shop you. So they'll go to their prime company first and if that they don't get the program then they're going to run it again at the next company and they might run it up to 10 times before they find a a program that will actually buy you now for your protection any multiple credit inquiries within a 30-day period for the same type of purchase really counts as a single um hit to your credit
1: correct So we have people that have started with another lender that call us a week later and say, we really told to call you. I was talking to my friend about buying a house and she said, I had to use you, but I've already had my credit report pulled. And so I always explain to them that, yes, you're gonna see the other lender's credit inquiry on the credit report. You're gonna see my inquiry on the credit report it will be there you're going to you know another lender pulls your credit they're going to know who's pulled uh, but the actual hit to the credit score happens from the very first lender that pulled it as long as you are shopping mortgage company mortgage company mortgage company you can have that credit report pulled multiple times within that 30-day period i like to tell people to try to get it done within about two to three weeks because i like to be a a little bit <laughs> you know a, a little less time than what they actually tell you that they'll give you. Because gosh, gosh. If you did like 31 days and then all of a sudden the credit score drops again because it's a fresh inquiry, we don't want that. Uh, But the same goes for, you know, a a car loan. Now, I don't know what the answer is to a credit card, in all honesty. I don't know if you're applying for a credit card and then you go apply for another credit card, and you go apply for another credit card. I don't know if that accounts for shopping for the same thing. Um, Do do you know the answer to that?
2: I've seen it over the years where it definitely will be like an individual another hit. For each credit card, because those are totally different entities, even though they're for the same thing, you're applying at a different entity, you know, which it does affect you differently than, than the car or the mortgage.
1: Right, so you you want to avoid that. You do not want to apply for multiple credit cards at the same time. Um, so one thing I do need to say is that we are actually at the end of our 30 minutes. We are not gonna have enough time for my Go Country listeners to hear our number four and five points. Uh, but if you are enjoying the show, you are liking what you're hearing, you wanna hear the rest of these tips that George has got for us today, jump on over to YouTube, go look up Mortgage Mom Radio, and the most recent show is there for you guys, just go to the live. You, there's actually, you know, different folders. Go to live, and you'll see the most recent show, and you'll see me and George, and then you guys can um, even jump towards the end where you know that you left off, right about 30 minutes, uh, so that you can hear the rest of what we're saying. Um, for George, for those listeners on radio, I'm gonna read out your telephone number and. Uh, your website. So it is George Hartman, and he spells that with two N's Hartman, H A R T M A N N. And he is 805 432 6772. And his uh, website is Credit Repair in. Thirty and the thirty is three zero. It is not spelled out. So creditrepairin30.com. If you guys want to talk directly with George, get yourself a consultation with him and see what he can do to maybe help you to get that credit score and that credit repair started for you to be able to buy a house in 2024 or refi or solar or whatever it is that you guys might need. So um, thank you so much for joining and listening today on Go Country 105. But for my YouTube listeners, we are not done. So let's keep going. (laughs) All right. So number four, credit scores. The algorithm is different for each sector in calculating credit worthiness and risk. Example, consumer, auto, mortgage, solar, et cetera. So I'm going to let you elaborate on credit scores. Why are they all different?
2: That is such it's one of the most asked questions and one of the most confusing questions. And I've been doing this for 12 years and it's confusing. And I did more mortgages for 10 years before the 12 years. So, you know, you know, it's something that always confuses people. And, you know, what you want to take a look at is you have you have consumer scores, which is what people a lot of people are used to most because that's what they're seeing on Credit Karma, Experian.com, Identity IQ all of the consumer sites are, you know, they're very generous, let me say, like 20 to 50 points, it could be, as far as their credit scores. So just be now the credit is the same. Everything that they're reporting is the same. The other thing that can make scores different is certain creditors only report to one bureau or two bureaus, and it doesn't show up on all three bureaus. So that can make the scores a little different. And then mostly, The easiest way to explain it is if you apply for a credit card in the morning, an automobile at lunch and a mortgage at dinner, all the scores are going to be different. And it's all based on an algorithm that is risk based based on that particular sector.
1: Right. So a mortgage is going to be factoring your credit score or looking at your credit report and factoring what the score is that they determine it to be based on certain attributes for somebody that's trying to get approved for a mortgage versus something that the auto loan is going to be looking at different attributes on that credit report, and they're going to get a different credit score back for that sector, like George is saying. So just realize that your consumer credit score, that the number that you see when you log into your Capital One, or you log into your Discover, or your American Express, or whatever, you know, card (laughs) that is that says, you know, you know, would you like to see you have an update to your credit score, and it shows you your credit score. Realize that that is not the credit score that you're going to see when you apply for a mortgage, when you apply for a credit card, when you apply for a a car loan it's going to be different based on what you're applying for. So that was great, George. I appreciate that you brought that one up because I get that all the time. We pull somebody's credit report. Their credit score is different than what they're used to seeing. And boy, do they get upset. And it's not us. I don't get to determine what your credit score is. If I did, everybody would have an 850. We'd be giving everybody a loan. So it's not up to me. I don't determine what that credit score is, but but it can be a, a big shock factor. And it really does upset people because they, like you... Thank <laughs> you. Uh, really have that drive to have the highest credit score that they can. And they almost get addicted to making sure that everything's paid almost like way too early. And, you know, it's just <laughs> once you really get to that part part where you really have that confidence and, and that excitement about who you are and what your credit report looks like, then it, it really does kind of become an addiction. And so they can get so angry and so upset and, um, you know, they just have to realize that it's, it's the scores are based on different things and algorithms based on what you're applying for. So it is different than what you see on your consumer score. All right, number five, derogatory credit collections and charge-offs. All derogatory credit can and should be disputed for accuracy before settling any accounts. Typically verified debts can be settled for approximately 50%. Once settled, they can be redisputed for removal. So I'm going to let you talk about that because this is where you come in and this is where your expertise helps those um, that need maybe a little bit of help with their credit report.
2: Yeah, derogatory credit. You know, the one thing is pretty much, it's kind of interesting, 98% of my clients, the derogatory credit is is their credit it's the mistakes that we made or not even mistakes, but life happens as one of our listeners said, right? And that was me, that was me in 2007, life happened. And by 2009, my credit was in in the garbage and I had to start from scratch. And I had to learn all of these things and the derogatory credit that came up, I was taught right there, they said, never pay something until it's verified. And you want to verify that it's true and correct because there's so many mistakes on the credit bureaus and you want to make sure you're not paying something that's not verified. Now, typically, if a debt is verified, they're, they're going to be in a couple of different stages. You know, they could be in a charge-off situation or eventually, if it sits long enough, it goes to collection. And it's kind of strange, but the, the items that are in collection can sometimes be better negotiated and removed off a credit report, better, faster and easier than a charge off that is with an original lender. Now, once they do get verified, typically most of those can be settled for about 50 cents on the dollar. You know, which they will need to be settled to move your your credit forward. The the I help help you with the information that you need to negotiate them. You don't need to pay anybody to do these negotiations or Super, super easy, and I work with you on that. But it is the process that you need to go through to settle it, get it to zero balance, to eventually have a chance to get it removed from the credit report.
1: Now, one thing that I do want to go back to, and it was something that we talked about at the beginning uh, when we got the question from Michael where he was um, talking, or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't. I think it was, um, oh, who was it? It was, uh, I got to go back now. It was Annette. And Annette had asked about getting the personal loan to pay off the credit cards and would that hurt her credit score and everything and we kind of started to roll into debt consolidation. And by that what I'm talking about is not going out and getting yourself a loan to pay off what you owe having a loan that you now owe and making payments on that loan. So you're taking full responsibility for every dollar that you used and you are paying everything back responsibly. That is not what we are talking about. We are talking about debt relief is what they'll call it sometimes but there are companies out there that will say they're going to advertise it as debt consolidation you don't have to get a loan we're going to give you debt relief sometimes they call it consumer credit counseling so i do want to talk about that because we have had quite a few clients here very very recently that signed up for this because let's face it things have been expensive inflation was through the roof eggs were $15 a carton for a minute. Um, Gas has been astronomical, right? So everybody has definitely found themselves using more credit cards and living a little bit more paycheck to paycheck over these last, you know, couple of years. And so we've had more people that have gone to that thinking that that was the solution and they are just an absolute downright mess right now. So I do want you to talk a little bit about that, George, about the, the debt relief, credit consumer counseling, debt consolidation, if you are not signing up for a loan, they are not pulling your credit report to give you that loan, then you are not looking at a actual debt consolidation loan. You are looking at something totally different. So let's talk about what that is.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, it because most people's debts are not in a place yet, you know, some people are still making their payments and they still, uh, you know, have good credit. But typically those companies are going to allow your debts to go to, to go late. In fact, they advise you to just stop making your payments. So immediately you're going to have the late payments on your credit report. Then you're going to have the charge off on your credit report. And eventually you might not have the, you're not going to have the collection because that company will settle. They're going to settle your debt for less than what you owe, which is going to turn into a collection on your, or a charge off on your report. But saying that you have a lower monthly payment, but they settled the debt for you. It's something that you could do on your own and just have that negative debt on your credit because it's going to be there anyway.
1: Right. So- so here's the thing. This is what this is what I hate about that whole situation is that you are signing up. You are making a payment monthly. You are sending that payment to this company. You think that what you're doing is making a loan payment towards all of your debts. When in reality, what they're doing is they're collecting your monthly payment every month and they're putting it into an account with your name on it. It's your money, but they're putting that money into your account and you're, they're just collecting it and collecting it and collecting it. They're not making a payment on a single debt. So all All of your credit cards are going 30 days, 60 day, 90 day, 120 day charge off. Right. And so let's go back to what George said at the very beginning of this show. One 30 day late changes your credit score by how many points, George?
2: 60 to 100.
1: Okay. So now you've got pain and that's a 30 day late. So what does a 60 day (laughs) late do to you, George?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it it rolls about the same. So the, the 30, the 60 the 90 it's going to roll about the same the hit is so extreme on the 30 that they remain about the same until you can catch it up and start to and start to recoup the score
1: Right. So you've got, you know, now you've got multiple accounts with multiple late payments. You had a credit score that was maybe 660, 670 before that, you know, that would be somebody that's pretty maxed out in what their credit card balances are to what their limits are. So you'll see those credit credit scores kind of be in that 660, 670 range that all their payments have been made on time, but they're struggling They're you know, they're kind of tapped out on the debt. Uh, and then all of a sudden they go from like a 660, 670 and now they're you know down in the 450s, 500s, 520s, right? And it, I mean, it's just night and day. And then the hole that you just dug for yourself to dig yourself out of that hole, even if you settle all of that debt and you pay all that debt off, even if it is at 50% of what you owed. So you, did, you, you got a deal, you paid it off for less than what you had, had spent, right? But how long is it truly gonna take To dig yourself out of that hole, like now we've got to get new credit and we've got to start to build new credit and we've got to make payments on time for how long, George?
2: Uh, They look for three to six months minimum up to a year sometimes that they're one on time current payments and then two years before those late payments are not affecting you at all.
1: Right. So it's going to take you two years, but you've also got to rebuild and then you need to have those accounts open and those payments being made on time, right? It could be literally years before you see your credit score get back to where it was before you stopped making those payments. So ultimately, there are people that are out there that are just so tapped out, it is the only option. And I am not looking down on you for that option. It is certainly there because there are people that need it and it is a, an option of something that you could or could do. What George is saying is you can actually do that option all on your own. You don't need some company to do it for you. Uh, but if you can avoid that scenario, at all, by any means possible, you absolutely want to avoid that scenario because you have no idea how long it is gonna take you to dig out of that hole and get back to where you were before you did, made the decision to start letting things go.
2: Yeah, for sure. And that, you know, that in my um, complimentary, um, you know, we, we look at your credit report, we do a complimentary consultation, a full analysis, Send that to you before you ever move forward on a credit repair or a credit education, you know, to make sure that you know exactly where you stand. So if you're in that position where you're not quite sure what to do, it's another reason to come, have a complete analysis done, get some advice on which direction that you should go
1: yeah absolutely so let's see if we've got any more comments going on here so michael says thank you so much for explaining that so that was back at his question about soft inquiry sandra jumps on and says hi debbie sandra here sandra so great to see ya and um, another uh, girl her name is me b so i've never seen you jump on with us before for thank you so much for watching Uh, she gives us the clapping hands so i love it when i can see uh, the people that are watching the show that are tuning in that are getting the education we love that and uh, we want want you guys to call George if you do find that you're in a situation where you need to do something. Um, You've either, your credit's either already there and it's kind of messed up and you want to figure out what can you do to clean it up and repair it. Uh, We want you to call George if you are thinking about maybe letting things, you know, you think about starting to let things go maybe, uh, maybe call George and talk about that before you do it. Let's see if there's some other way around it if you're a homeowner you've got a lot of equity in your home and you do have debt that you need to get paid off i can't promise that we can do a loan for every single person everybody has different income so for example uh, if you have good income documentable income your credit is good there's nothing late there's nothing derogatory the income is sufficient to be able to do a loan to pay debt off that's a great opportunity for a home equity line, home equity loan, a full-blown refinance. Uh, But if you can't verify your income or your debt is just so much that your income's not enough to support a loan, Uh, then that's a different story. So I can't promise that we can do a loan for every single person that is out there. But if you are a homeowner, the chances of you having equity in your property right now are very, very good, very, very high with all of the appreciation that everybody has gained in their property values over the recent years. And so before you would just stop making payments on debt, before you would just start letting your credit report go, before you'd start thinking about something like a bankruptcy, Give us a call and at least talk to us and let's see if there isn't an option there for something, some sort of a debt consolidation that we can do uh, to try to help you get those debts paid off. And then even further from there before, even if we say, all right, look at no, we can't do it for you. give George a call, talk to George and see what George's thought process is. And if he's got any ideas uh, before you just start, stop making payments on things. So um, we're going to do this one more time, George. So it is uh, GeorgeHartman.com. So it's H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N. So two N's, GeorgeHartman.com or you can go to the creditrepairin30.com and 30 is the 30 and his telephone number is 805-432-6772. So um, George, thank you so much for being on today. This was a great show. We t- we covered so many great topics. Is there anything that you want to throw out that we didn't get to before we do turn it shut it off.
2: You know, the only thing I want to share is I want to share one quick story because this this example will just show you on a massive scale over a lifetime, how many mistakes we can make and what a joy it is when your credit's in, in the best shape. You know, it took me a long time to rebuild my credit, you know, getting it back up to the 790s. But the fact that I knew everything that was going on with every account, I went to buy an RV. And typically you'd walk on the lot, you find something, you say, okay, run my credit. Let me see if I qualify that type of thing. But I found the right RV, but I knew that I had used one of my credit cards and I had put $298 on a $300 credit card. Now, for some reason, the bureaus were reading as 98% of my credit was being used. Now I had a bunch of other credit cards, which typically they they, Offset. they go off all of, all of them. But they were making a mistake, like the millions of mistakes that they make. So I told the guy, I said, hey, give me a quote based on my current credit score at 711 because it dropped to 711 from the high 700s just because one little credit card doing a a, a meeting for some realtors in Pismo Beach. Right. And so I I told him, I said, he said, okay, you're going to need 10% down. And it was going to be a 5.4% interest rate. And I said, okay, no problem. I'll call you in 10 days when I know my credit card post to zero balance. So, long story short, 10 days later, I was in control of my purchase and I said, "Okay, it's time to run my credit. Go ahead." 791 came in and they said, "Mr. Hartman, would you like your $500 back and your interest rate will be 2.49."
1: Right, huge difference, right?
2: There there, there was no difference. So, it saved me approximately $10,000 out of pocket. And what kind, what do you think it would have saved me over a 15-year loan? going from two, four, nine to a five plus. right? So there was no argument. There was no negotiating. They had to give me a plus paper and imagine that on every transaction over your lifetime that you're in control of each one of those purchases. So give me a call. We can go over it can help, can help you guys get educated, educate your families and get your credit cleaned up in the meantime
1: i love it well thank you so much george for being here once again thank you for all of you that have been listening to the show i don't see any more questions that have come in through the feed so we are going to shut it off for today but we will be back again next wednesday right here on youtube 1 p.m pacific time this is when we go live if you want to make sure that you do not miss the show. Get your text message with the link to join. How do you do that? You text the word MOM to 844-935-3634. That's 844. We lend for you. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. If you're ready to get your, your exciting 2024 started with that new purchase or with that refinance, go to our website, go to Mortgage Mom radio.com. You can get our information there as well. It's the same phone number to call the office that you would text the word mom. We are easy to find and we are looking to help you guys when you are ready. So thank you again. We'll be here next Wednesday, George. Thank you. You've been lovely and we'll talk to you guys all real soon. Bye-bye.